This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Lovely Wednesday. It's lovely here in Pittsburgh. The sun is shining. Down. How Snow's about that? Snow's melting a little bit. Right, There's yeah. still snow on the ground, but it is February. Yeah. We expect that. Uh, of course, uh, you can listen to uh, the drive on uh, well all the Apple podcasts and yeah. You don't have to listen uh, live. You, you can, can download, download us. You right, can download right. the, uh, the the Wesley Euler and uh, Arthur Mote show. You can do all that. Uh, you can subscribe uh, on Apple. Yeah, just iTunes search for the drive or, or yeah. Steelers Radio or whatever. You'll find it. All that stuff. We're always available. Uh, we're always doing fresh shows and trying to give you some uh, fresh perspective on everything that's happening in Steeler land. Uh, since we last met Matt, uh, the Steelers have hired an offensive line coach. That it's would be Adrian move. Clem. Yeah. Uh, people seem to be up in arms over this simply because, well, Mike Tomlin hired somebody off of his staff. This is what I've got heard from people is... Oh, great. So you hire a guy that helped contribute to the line getting worse, and <laughs> nobody must want to work with Tomlin. You know, no, nobody was gonna, wants to join this organization because they're a sinking ship. And, like, it's all negative. Like All negative all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, fans, get a grip. You know, take a step back. Be a little more logical with it. And maybe Dale and I can help you take a at least an impartial you know, approach to look. I hope so. Uh, look. I mean, right. Adrian Clem has been here for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And this season, I didn't. Again, I, wash, I, right. I wasn't on the field to see who right. was, you know, what he was doing with certain guys and those kind of things. Last year was his first year with the team. You see him working with some guys, but I didn't, you know, pay super close attention he's to it. Assistant O line coach. Right? Yeah, he's sure. the assistant O line coach. So I talked to some guys who are in the know, who mm-hmm. actually have worked with him and and know. Sure. sure. And, and they say they said he knows what he's doing. He's he's they he's, like a, him, yeah. he's a good teacher of, of men. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. We were talking off the air. I mean, and I'm going to paraphrase what you said a little bit because I'm like, Dale, yeah, what do you know about Clem? You know, and I knew this year was going to be a wash, much like the Matt Canada conversation that we don't see him out and about in Latrobe. You don't see him at the lunchroom. You know, you don't see him it, it, put a mic in his face and stand next to him and have a conversation or off the air things or you know, it's not around as much. But what we do know about Clem is, I didn't know this, but I liked hearing it. And part of it is my recruiting background. You said he was a recruiting coordinator at UCLA and SMU? Yes. And won the National Award for Recruiting. I mean, I'm sure there was five others that were just as good. I don't know how you exactly (laughs) do that. But to me, all I took away from that was he has to be a good communicator. Right. I mean, I've been down that road. I spent three years of my life doing that. He's talking to moms and dads and 16-year-olds and... Uh, high school coaches and organized, you know, your your board and all the recruiting stuff. Being a recruiting coordinator is very translatable tools to being a good teacher. You know, so he probably has those things. And he was in the league. He was a high pick. 
played for Dante Scarnecchia, a legendary offensive line coach, has Super Bowl rings. I mean, like, he has some things there's on a, his resume. There's a lot to like. Yeah. My thing with this, and I've, and I've said this, if Mike Tomlin, instead of hiring Matt Canada last year and Adrian Clem two years ago, mm-hmm. if both of those guys are hired from outside the organization uh. today without having worked for the Steelers, yeah. People sign. Oh, that's a great. Those are great hires. Oh, people weren't getting T-shirts made with their yeah. faces on it. Think about where. Time. Think about the the comments we heard last year at this time when they hired Matt Canada. Oh, right. It was, oh, wow. This is great. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Then they hire him as the offensive coordinator, and suddenly he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he doesn't know anything after a year <laughs> where you didn't really have you had no mini camps. You had no preseason. Very few training camps to install new ideas, and you wonder why didn't why aren't we seeing jet motion every other snap? You know, like, well, it's an odd year, folks. You know, yeah. I mean, let, let's give them a little bit of a break on that. And I'll say this: and Trey Essex, uh, the former Steelers offensive lineman, tweeted this out after the hiring. And again, I talked to some guys um, who are with the Steelers or have, who have played or, un- year, yeah. or who have played under Clem, and he said. The, the job of the assistant offensive line coach is to work with the young guys sure. but on the, si- on the side squad, while, yeah. the, while the starters are getting ready to play the next game. Sure, that makes sense. Right, right, right. And so he, he said you, you have to credit Clem at least to some degree for Dotson. Yeah. For Kevin right, Dotson's right, right. no, no offseason. Right. No, you know, a, a different training camp than anybody's ever seen before, mm-hmm. and you know, this kid steps in and plays and plays at a high level to the point where everybody says, "Okay, he's the starter next year." Yeah, I mean, even when they drafted him, I hadn't thought of it from that angle. We all thought he won't see any snaps this year. Right, Newski's here. Four people have to get hurt for this yeah. guy to see the field, and he was too good to keep off it. And we had some bad injury luck in, in between there too that you know coincided with but it. But when he did play, he was you didn't know. I mean, everyone's happy about him now, right? Right, right. Um, and even two years ago, you know, if you remember, Villanueva was the left tackle, Filer was the right tackle, Chooks and Banner were those guys. Yeah, right. You know, they were the guys working on the side in Clem's first year here. I'll, I'll say this too, and I, people were, are are trashing Sean Surrett, and, and he got obviously fired. I think his hiring at the time made a lot of sense because you had an older offensive line mm-hmm. who were who had spent you know several years under Sean Coogler and Munchak. Munchak. Yeah. So you hire the guy who had worked under those two guys. Keep the, keep the train on the keep tracks. Keep the train on the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now you're in a different spot. You're in a different you place because you're going to be bringing in a bunch of presumably a bunch of uh, of young guys to play here. Mm-hmm. So you want a teacher now. You need a teacher. You need a communicator. It wasn't right. that long ago that Clem played. Munchak played a long time ago. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Surrett, I don't even know if he was ever in the league, to no. be honest with no. you. Yeah. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And it's not the same, to your point, of hiring Surrett. You know, it's not to keep the trains on the track. It's not like we're just going to do – it's not the next man yeah. up. It's, These guys know what they're doing. We just yeah. need somebody to, to continue with that. Mm-hmm. That's right, not right. the case not here. not the case. No. Yeah. And it's time to – move on from the Pounceys and Villanuevas of the world and figure that out and get some younger people that communicate well with them and have an understanding of the college level. And um, it's also part of the threat problem is he's not Munchak. <laughs> I mean, right. that always hurt him, it's too. It's always, you, know? you, you never want to follow the guy. You, you know? never want to be the guy who follows the guy. Yeah, right, right, right. And and Surrett ended up being that guy. Sure. Um, that's tough. That's tough. You know, it, it, it's... Uh, 
He may go to the Bears who's, or the Raiders or somewhere. I'm, I'm trying to – who's the who's the coach who replaced Bear Bryant at uh, uh, Alabama? Yeah, it's, it wasn't Shula, but it was – He was in Alabama. He was one of the assistants. Oh, he was yeah, the Alabama right, right, guy. Right. It, it was never going to be good enough. It's I, even like Seifert or yeah. Switzer, who won Super Bowls right after the guy left. It's never good know, enough. But it's not good enough, right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that is a tough position. Frankly, I don't know if Sean Surrett or – Adrian Clem is a great, great assistant coach. A bad one, somewhere in between. I mean, that's a tough thing to judge. But I don't know times. that they're. I don't know that they're the the train wreck that some Steeler fans are are, no. are suggesting, and some of them in the media as well. Like, oh, this is just a lazy hire by Tomlin. Well, it's, I, it, 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 the lazy hire would have been to interview nobody else. That's what I'm saying. And just elevate the guy. It didn't happen the day after they let go of Surrett. Yeah. I mean, they took their, they took their time. They interviewed some other people mm-hmm. and made this decision. And they said, you know what? No, the best guy is the guy that's in our building. Yeah, we know, right? And I'm sure. I don't know if they asked them, but if you asked the Castro, I bet he's happy about it. Or you know, Pouncey, whether he's back or not, or whatever. But I mean, I bet the people that are here. Like that idea, yeah. They, I mean, they like the guy that they know, and that mm-hmm. that doesn't exactly factor into this for me. No, uh, but no, I that's think what you, we're here trying to do. I, I think the fact that you know you've you've seen, and and I don't, you know, I don't look at this as well. He was the quarterbacks coach for the you know this team last year, or this guy was the offensive line coach for this guy the last two years, and well, they couldn't run the football. I th- that's, that he's the assistant. The same thing, he's right? the assistant. He, like. You're not the big voice in the room. No. <laughs> the Texans just hired the, the Ravens passing game coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> they don't throw the ball. You know I mean? Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't look good on paper. Hire the right guy right, for the right. job. Hire the guy that you think is the best guy for the job. Period. Yeah. I don't think that by any means it's, boy, the Steelers' offensive line fell apart and this guy contributed to it and they just hired him. Because nobody, nobody wants the job. Work here. Right. I mean, the other thing on. I've seen thrown out there is that, well, the Steelers' off, their Steelers assistant coaches are the lowest paid in the league. First of all, they're not. Probably not per coach. Not per coach. That's right, the thing. Right. Yeah. The Steelers have fewer coaches than a lot of other teams. Right. right. Which is why their, their overall in. coaching payroll is not as high as some other teams. <laughs> sure. Some of these teams have 30 some coaches, th- right? You know, look at the Rams. Yeah. The Rams have like uh, like 29 assistant coaches. You have a, a coach for every two players. Every two guys. That's too many. <laughs> it, it, well, it it's ridiculous. Right, right. right you know right. one team who has fewer coaches than the Steelers? I don't. The Patriots. That nah, doesn't surprise me. You know, be in charge of your brewery, yeah, do your job, do your right, job. Right, right, right. You don't need twenty-seven coaches to do this yep. job. These are NFL players. Yeah, if yeah. they don't understand the fundamentals of the game by the time they get to this level, they're not going to be around very long. No, no, you're, you're not. You're right. not reinventing the wheel here. No, you make adjustments <laughs> during the game and little things like that. Um, frankly, if you ask all the offensive line coaches in the world, what are your top ten jobs on the planet? Steelers might be in that conversation. You have job security. You know, like, I mean, you pretty much know what you're getting. They're not going to ignore your position. They're going to get. They're going to draft you guys over the next year or two. There's a track record there. You know, like that's a pretty premium job. You can't tell me that nobody wants to come here yeah. and they can't hire from outside the organization. Yeah. I don't buy any of that stuff. I, I don't either. I, I think it's silly, and I just think that a lot of people are angry. Right. They're just angry and looking there's for just, There's a lot of anger. And, right. They want to blame everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, it's typical. And uh, be part of the, the solution instead of the problem, or at least give these people the benefit of the doubt they know what they're doing. It's pretty proven that they do. Yeah. I mean, the, the track record stands, you know, I, I wrote that over the weekend, that, the, you know, their track record of doing things the way that they do them has produced. <laughs> really well. Right. Really well. They, really they, well. 
And oh, by the way, it's not like they don't change their ways ever. No. It's not like they're just, well, this is the, what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. The in, the last, in the last three years, we've seen them trade up to go get Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him trade a future first-round draft pick right. to go get Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, These are things that they didn't normally do. So don't tell me that the Steelers haven't been aggressive in trying to in trying to win. Of course. They, they change at the times as much as anyone else. And little things like this isn't a 3-4 defense anymore. No. <laughs> you can right. call it that. And maybe when you get the cue card or you look at the the depth chart on ESPN.com, it looks, it's listed that way. But this is a innovative you know, throw a lot at you defense. It's not the old oaky 3-4 with two outside linebackers stacked. You know, I mean, it's very different. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the, the things change over the years. But one thing that doesn't change is the Steelers' commitment to winning. No, that's very true. I mean, that that is the, that is the, the case year in and year out. And, and it, it really isn't with every team. It, and it absolutely isn't. It isn't. You know? and, and the people, again, we talked about it Monday, the people who are praising the Lions for being willing to blow it up and start over. I'm sorry. That's not the way to go. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I mean. Because there's no guarantee you're going to get it right. That too. <laughs> and, and my big problem with the blow it up thing is where are the, the leaders? Where's the succession plan? You know, the – the Aaron Smith, the Cam Hayward, you know. The Browns blew it up 12 times before they apparently got it right this time. Right, right, right. Doesn't mean that they've gotten it right because you get sustained. You, you have to sustain this. You can't yes, just win yeah. one year. The Jaguars won one year. That right, doesn't mean right, that they've right. been a successful franchise. Yeah, and they had like 10 wins that year. You yeah. Know, and they happened to win a playoff game or two. You know, I mean, that's not sustained excellence. It's not sustained, you know, very good play. And we'll see. You know, the last time, I'm sure a hot thing this offseason will be the Rams are the or the the Browns are the favorite in the AFC North, yeah, or or close to it. Well, last time we had that, it didn't go so well. Yeah, you know, right. like who are the leaders that have been there, done it? Maybe they are building that. I mean, I think things are going in the right direction there, but that's my problem with blowing it up. Is you know, who teaches you the way of the room and, and you know, you have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to win, and the veterans. You don't want everyone to be the same age, too. And then you have to learn how – not only do you have to learn how to win, then you have to learn how to deal with success. Yeah, when you're the hunted. Yeah. You know, It's a much different thing. And then you pass it down to the center behind you, and then you pass it – you know what I mean? Like, that stuff's hard. Yeah, that to me is truly the the Steeler way. That the mm-hmm. way that's handed down from year to you know from from player to player. I can yep. I can draw a direct line uh, from you know starting with Joe Green. Yeah, from Joe. <laughs> I can draw a direct line from Joe Green to Cam Hayward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, let alone Webby to Pouncey. That's right. a short line. You know, I mean, that's an amazingly short line. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of those type of things. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, if 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 you were going to blow it up, if our job with this, if Mr. Rooney said we're going to blow it up, that means trading Cam, Hayden, Nelson, DeCastro, maybe Watt. I mean, like, yeah. and, and everyone older than that. I mean, like, dump them all for second, third round picks or whatever you can get. And Ben, obviously, and then and, see and, what you have. And then you're going to you're going to have some lean, not not lean year, lean years. Right, plural. And, and who's going to be the leader in the clubhouse? Yeah, you know what I mean. In in the uh-huh. meantime, people get fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be three <laughs> new coaches in the meantime, and you better find a quarterback and, right, fill out all your roster spots. And, sure, you'll have some picks, but, um, you know, is Kevin Colbert sticking around for that project? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fun, thanks. You know, <laughs> I Tom don't know. sticking around for that? Yeah, you know, right. So, so that ain't happening no matter what. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. 
Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, NFL.com put out a, a list of how each AFC each AFC team can take that next step. Yeah. And of course, the Steelers can uh, also included in that. We'll take a look cool. at that as a whole right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, Greg Rosenthal wrote his uh, How Each AFC Team Can Take the Chiefs' Place at Super Bowl LVI. Sure. Uh, he does this every year. Every uh, year. I'm a big Rosenthal fan. He started at Roto World. NFL.com picked him up. I think he does great work. That title's a little rough, though. Yeah. Like, the Bengals Not every it. team can do <laughs> right, that. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to go through all these, though. We'll start with the Steelers. Since, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. This is uh, Steelers Nation Radio, and it's probably pretty obvious uh, that, you know, when you look at this, the Steelers must recognize that loyalty has its limits. Now, we say that, I don't know that I agree with all of his, his entire hypothesis. Yeah, I read it too. Uh, he says, the Steelers do right by their head coaches and often stick with their great players a year too long rather than the alternative. Well, I don't know who that would be that they've done that with recently. I, I mean, I'm thinking, what if they moved on from Villanueva a year ago? What if they had moved on from Ramon the year before that? Sure. Maybe. Maybe. But that was a really good continuity line. Right. That, that was one of the and strengths you, of and the you line. And you, right. you have to have the guy in place. Like, you have to have the, the guy in place. And there's ramifications, though. It's easy for any writer, let alone a national one, to say, okay, maybe they shouldn't have stuck with Al this year. But then the rest of the locker room knows that stuff, and he's right. missed in more ways than one. Right. You know what I mean? You like, start upsetting the right thing that you built in that locker room. Okay, so he said, um, with an aging roster and salary cap issues on the horizon, this is not the offseason for sentiment. Steelers owner Dan Rooney indicated, not Dan Rooney, Art Rooney, that's, he's wrong oh, there. Whoops, yeah. yeah, whoops. Uh, indicated the 38-year-old quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, will have to take a pay cut to continue in Pittsburgh, and it sounds like Roethlisberger is willing to oblige. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great, yep, yep. But if uh, Big Ben wants guarantees beyond 2021, the Steelers should move on. Well, that's not the case here. Then. Yeah, that's just not knowing the team well yeah. enough, and he probably didn't do the homework of what's the salary cap like next year yeah. like we've dug into. You know, um, He says center Marquise Pouncey, guard David DeCastro, and cornerback Steven Nelson are three other veterans whose salaries could be excised to get Pittsburgh under the cap. I don't see those don't last two guys. Like, I, I don't see DeCastro and Steven Nelson not being here in 2021. I don't either. Uh, I mean, Hayden maybe. I mean, I would think Hayden's more likely to be gone. Yeah, you're not going to cut the 28-year-old guy. They're not cutting DeCastro. And they're not cutting DeCastro. No, yeah. right. I just don't see that happening. The Steelers I have, don't think any of them, to be honest with you. Well, Ste- except Pouncey. Yeah, well, and he may retire on his right, own. Right, right, right. The Steelers have one of the best drafting general managers of the last two decades in Kevin Colbert, though his year-to-year contract status remains uncertain. What's well, really kind of... He's going to be back He's going to take yeah. care of the next year, at least. Assuming Colbert will be back, they'll need to, him to hit on more picks like he did in 2020 to replenish the talent base. Yeah, and he did it without a first-round pick, folks. And he did it without a first-round pick. I right. want to get to that in the next segment. Uh, they had a, a redraft of the 2020 draft oh. on ESPN. Okay. And you'll be I shocked. I thought we were going to play next. You'll be a little surprised where Clay's Ch- or Chase Claypool goes. 
Ooh, I bet he goes really high. <laughs> um, I did that exercise like three months ago, and wow, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the other teams in okay. the AFC now. Uh, the Ravens must add dimensions to the passing attack. I'm starting to agree with that, too. I mean, they, they have to. F- I had mixed feelings about it, like when they got bumped by the Titans last year, because it's such a unique way of playing. But now I think you're going to get down at some point, yeah. especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs, some you're going to get behind somebody, right? And you're just not you're just not built to come back. You're not built to come back, and yes, you're not they built get big to win plays a sheet out of the running game. And, yeah, and they had some things go against them this year. Yonda Stanley, you know, some of those things might be a little better. But people have also caught that up. stuff happens. That so. stuff happens. Yeah, but you're, you're not taking. And, and, and two years ago, they caught the world. You know not knowing what to expect from the team. Here's too. the other problem for the Ravens that people were kind of glossing over. Mm-hmm. Their best three defensive linemen are all over 30. Yeah, yeah they absolutely are. And, and Calais, guys don't yeah. exist. And Calais Campbell's like going to be 36 next year. See, I wonder if he's a cap casualty soon. There's a potential for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You yeah, just can't afford to pay them 36. All. Yeah. You know. uh, the Bills, they must find their next defensive cornerstones. I think they have guys there. Yeah. See, I read that too and thought, Edmonds, White, both their safeties. Yeah. They're not old. They're cornerstones. Right. Maybe they need a dynamic pass rusher. Their pass rush in general is okay. It's okay. Nobody yeah. scares there's no, you. Yeah, there's nobody that says, okay, we got to block this guy every mm-hmm. play. And that'll be hard to do, picking 28th or wherever they are. Yeah. But I would think that's need number one. They could use a corner opposite. Um, White. Opposite White. Yeah. Really what they need to do is just kind of keep progressing. Yeah, I mean, keep the, doing keep, what you're doing. Keep that train on the tracks. Yeah. I do. Th- I mean, their problem is, is at some point you're, you know, while you're doing that, you have to pay Allen. But yeah, then it gets harder. And yeah, harder now it do. gets harder and harder to do because yeah. I mean, now he's in year three. He'll be going into year four. Do yeah. you have to start talking contract with him because Mayfield's going to get a contract and sure. Jackson's going to get a contract and he's going to look and say, hey, th- th- these guys were in the same draft my, as me. My turn, right? Yeah, it's my turn. I was third in MVP voting. Yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, no doubt. And it seems like a little thing because he was the best receiver in the league almost this year, but. Diggs turns 28 next year. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, like all of a sudden you get old. You know, these windows aren't open long. Yeah, and does he come back and say, hey, I was the best receiver in the league. I want to be I want contract. money too. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's all part of it. Uh, the Bengals protect Joe Burrow. We've talked you about this to, a ton. Yeah. I mean, you have to – you almost have to spend like three draft picks this year on, on right. offensive linemen, and that doesn't get your defense better. No. Frankly, though, I, I totally agree with this one. I but mean, you have to protect your franchise quarterback. Right. They can't – I mean, Burrow would have to be as good as Mahomes for them to get in this Super Bowl conversation. Like, they're, they're a long way away. But I think this offseason has to be all about that goal. Yeah. And then next year, we'll start filling in defensive pieces. Yeah. Or maybe you pick up a linebacker in free agency or somebody that's steady. You and know, and again, therein lies the problem because now you're in the year three with Joe Burrow. And you're to pay him. And you have to right, pay right. him. Right, like, right. I mean, it can't be a three, four-year project. Right? Yeah, that window is only open. That's the only time I like to talk about, quote-unquote, windows in mm-hmm. the NFL. you got a window when you have that rookie quarterback. Yes. Uh, of cheap Top-level talent, a quarterback. And it that, takes you a year to know if he's good or not. Yeah. Sometimes it takes him a year. Like, Mahomes didn't get on the field his, first, his rookie year until week Josh 17. Allen, through right, the first right. two years, was like, okay, is this guy any good? We don't even know if he's good. Mayfield's yeah. like that. You know, right, a lot of them are like that. And then by the time you realize they're good, you got to pay them. Right. Right. So by the point that they can carry those around them. The Browns, and I d- kind of disagree with this one because I think they got bigger problems than this. Okay. The Browns must find explosive pass catchers. 
That would be secondary for me. Absolutely. they got to fix their defense. Give me back seven dudes. Yeah. Give me linebackers and safeties and work on that. I mean, it's Miles Garrett and Ward and the Pips. Yeah. I I think – and they're not – if it was the – the Chiefs and you had that defense. Okay, you okay, make yeah, a big right. Play with Garrett and yeah. you know we won thirty-two to thirty. Browns can't play that way with Mayfield. No, no matter what. No, you know, right? You're right. You're right. So you know, an explosive pass catcher. Yes, it makes them a better team, but it doesn't fix the defense. It doesn't. And yeah. and then you're and then all of a sudden by getting more explosive pass catchers, you're saying, okay, Baker, you're going to be the reason why we win. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they want to do that's that. How he? Yeah. I don't think that's who he is. Do you think Beckham is back? I mean, he, they have one looming out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, their problem their problem is is that Higgins is also a free agent, right? So one of those guys will, will line up opposite Jarvis Landry next year. Mm-hmm. But then you don't. I guess you have Peoples Jones to replace Higgins. I mean, they are a little light on receivers. I mean, they definitely but, yeah. are. But Beckham, they need a field stretcher. Yeah. If you're going to run the ball that much, you need somebody to go over the top. Right. And I'm not sure Higgins will ever be that guy. Yeah. I don't know that. I think this, I'd roll the dice on Odell for one year. I don't know that at this point in his career, Odell is that guy anymore. He's been banged. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's, he's been a banged really a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos must supplant Drew Locke. Yeah. Like I had somebody come. Somebody say that to me that that Devin Bush wasn't worth the the picks that the Steelers sent to the Broncos because the Broncos got uh, Fant. Fant Drew Locke. Was Locke one of those picks? Yeah, and I can't remember who the other guy was. Something good. Yeah, right. But it doesn't matter who they took. I mean, it's, right. it depends who the Steelers were taking. But, right. But Drew Locke, I, I, like I said, like okay, so they got Drew Locke. Big deal. Right. <laughs> I remember at the time when they took him, and it was with the Bush pick, that's a perfect thing you do, and we've done it in our mock drafts. Okay, if you're going to roll the dice on a high upside guy when you have an extra pick that you didn't account for, cool. Because if it hits, wow, you're swimming. You're, you're in great right. shape. If it doesn't, it doesn't kill you. But what they did that killed them, and I was really critical of them this offseason, why isn't Andy Dalton a, a, a Bronco? I mean, I'm not yeah. talking about some superstar to add to the You mix. put all your all your apples in the Drew Lock barrel. Right. Like, Give me somebody that's a fallback plan that I know can play in this league. Give me Ryan Fitzpatrick. Give me Dalton. Give me somebody in case this guy's not a total disaster. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do that. They did As long as Fangio's there, they'll have a defense. Right. You know? The Texans. And boy, they got receivers too. Yeah, they, they're Sutton yeah. Back and yeah. Miller back, and you know, right. Uh, the Texans must they could, could must not trade Deshaun Watson. I, it's I, probably. I just the don't. Right I don't see right, how you right. can do it. Right, like right, you right. just play hardball with them and say, Deshaun, you're under contract. Yeah. You know, you're, we've you're, talked about that plenty. You're you know. our corner piece here. If you trade them, you're probably the worst team in the league. Yeah. And a long way away from being. Uh, and he's not going to he's not going to get you enough picks to make you better not right away. Minutes, yeah. Right, and then you got to pay all those guys together. I, I was having this conversation on my podcast too. Like the Steelers are a bad example, but I'm going to use them anyways. Like if they were to make that deal, T.J. Watt has to be involved, or if the, if the Niners are a better one, the Niners would have to include Nick Bosa. Okay, but if I'm the Texans and you give me Nick Bosa, I got to pay him in a year. You yeah. know, like. He's not going to be good when by the time we're good necessarily. And he may say he may say no. Right, he may say that. <laughs> he right, may, right, I don't right, want to right. be around here for this. Right, right. And then you have that problem like that the Browns are facing. You're going to have all these first round picks coming up for the same year, and, you're, and if you hit, if you draft wonderfully, you're still going to have a tough. time. You're not going to be able to keep them. All. Right, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, the Colts must add a veteran quarterback. 
Yeah, but that that list is getting that list slow. is getting yeah getting low. Um, to me, the the Stafford trade killed them. I think it hurt them more than anybody. More You're than right. anybody else. Um, because Watson's not going to end up there. Wa- yeah, they will. They will not get no Watson chance. in a division. No way. Um, and they don't have enough to give up. There's some rumors that possibly Derek Carr will get traded. That would make some sense for them. But yeah. what are you going to have to give up to get Derek Carr? And is that worth That's it? That's a good fit to me. It's a good fit. Right. But is it going to be uh, are cuz I'm sure the Raiders are going to look at that and go, "Well, like this is what they got for Stafford and I mean, at a minimum the Colts are giving up their first round pick." Yeah. Which makes two years in a row you don't have a first round pick. The other one's for DeForest Buckner and those guys aren't super young anymore either. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've had this young I would roster. be willing to bet it's probably going to cost you at least a second round pick as well. I would think. Because there's going to be other teams in the bidding. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're this is one of those situations where they may have they may go into this like with no intent of adding this guy mm-hmm. and just bid it up just to say, hey, we're not going to let the Colts get him for nothing. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, I didn't think this domino would mean so much, but Stafford gone and Goff basically now accustomed. And I'm not a big Goff fan, not that he's that big a deal. But if you're the Pats, Washington, Chicago, Indy, none have an early pick, none of the resources to get Watson – Who's left? You know, right. you probably can't get Wentz. Darnold is far from the sure thing. Carr looks pretty attractive. And the problem for the Colts is it's kind of the same problem, you know, when people started talking about the Steelers potentially trading for a, a, a top quarterback. Those other teams all have picks ahead of you in the first exactly. round. Exactly, yeah, the Colts are playoff teams. They're much more valuable. Yeah, exactly. You, you had know. to add more. Yeah, so you, then you have to add round. that second first-round pick or mm-hmm. you know a second and a third or something like that. You have to sweeten the pot more than those other teams do. More than do. the Patriots do or yeah. somebody that was on the outside looking in. Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, Jacksonville must be right about Urban Meyer. Mm. And I think it goes beyond that, but yeah. boy, they better be right about Urban Meyer. They better. I mean, some of the coaches he's hired are kind of old-school dudes, too. I mean, I'm not sure that there's a huge new wave of creative thinking hitting that organization. I mean, my secondary thing was you better hit on a high percentage of your picks, yeah. too. Maybe Lawrence is that great elixir. I mean, he's the, the deodorant. He could be that type of player, and that'd be great. Make everything – maybe if Meyer isn't the, the answer, he still look good and win eight games with that guy going forward. Yeah. I don't know. It's a nice advantage. They got a nice new asset. The Raiders must find a pass rush. Yeah. Defense in general is awful. Awful. But starts with the pass rush. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that's what Gruden might be thinking is if I can deal Carr for a first and a second and I can use that on defense and I trust Mariota, which I don't know if you should trust Mariota or not, but if that's the logic, if they're both a B in my opinion, I can only play one of them and I can build a defense with the picks. And Well, they better get it right, though. Cause, I mean, this is right. the same team that took Clellan Farrell fourth overall. Right, fourth overall. Yeah. yeah. You had a chance to get a, a premium pass rusher last year and yep. you took Clellan Farrell. And people might not realize this, but Gruden is the Belichick czar. I mean – Everyone knows who Mike Mayock is because they've seen right. him on NFL Network, but Gruden's the GM there. Right, you yeah. Know. Uh, the Chargers. Must prove me wrong about Joe Lombardi. Wow, he doesn't like Joe Lombardi. Apparently. He doesn't like Joe Lombardi. Uh, he's, he was the uh, offensive coordinator in Detroit in 2014 and 15. Um, had to defend himself against accusations of predictability, whatever, you know. Okay. Um, but He has heavy Saints ties. I mean, I like that part. I mean, I don't know the man, but... I mean, he inherits a pretty good group of quarterbacks and pass catchers in L.A. Yeah. The Dolphins must— I think that Charger defense is going to be really good, by should the way. Should be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, assuming they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. they, they got to prove that. Uh, the Dolphins must get Tua Tagliavoa. 
more weapons. Yeah. And that includes, that was maybe the worst. Then they must convince him to use them. And to use them. (laughs) His play aside, and I'm not, I have have concerns about Tua. If we were drafting quarterbacks, he probably wouldn't be on my team. But one year ago, we're talking about, is his hip ever going to be okay for opening day? And I know Burrow and Herbert erased this, but no preseason, no mini camps. You know, I mean, how healthy is he? Is it a year away from recovery? He starts to look like himself. Maybe the worst running game in the league. And the weapons are okay. You know, I mean, so I bet it looks different next year in, in Miami. Yeah, I, I would think so. And they've got some, you know, Devontae Parker's not a bomb. Oh, right, right. Gasecki. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. some pieces there. The Patriots. See Bill Belichick and his personnel losing streak. Wow, that's bold to say, but it's 100% right. He's not been good. He's not been good. Yeah, not been good. Go to their drafts and look at the last, you know. Not just their draft. I mean, this is another, goes back to another thing that that, um, was brought up on the piece that I wrote over the weekend. The Steelers need to be more like the the Patriots, Ravens, and I can't remember who the other team was. Chiefs Uh, probably. They they supplement their, their drafts through the, through free agency. I'm like, well, so do the Steelers. So they, the Steelers, right. Yeah. And if you look at it, the Steelers have drafted much better than the Patriots. Take much. Again, you take Tom Brady off of that team. Oh, right, right, They were 7-9. Right. Yes. <laughs> a year ago, they won 11 games. I, mean, I think it's the worst <laughs> roster in the league, or right in competition with, yeah. I mean, including the opt-outs. It's, which de- was, it's was devoid of talent. Yeah, it's devoid of talent. I mean, they don't and, have and that's because Belichick's been a poor drafter. He has been. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around it. The Jets. Make the Texans an offer they can't refuse. I don't know that that makes them a – just adding Deshaun Watson to that Jets team does not make them I mean, a contender. It's going to cost you a lot. Because it's going to cost you several picks. Big-time picks. Yeah. It's going to cost you three – or it's going to cost you two. And – Probably next year and maybe even a year after that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that – and probably Darnold as a kicker. Probably. Yeah. Or you trade him somewhere else and you got to pay, you know. Yeah. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson, and he would be a great building block for the Texans or Jets or whoever. But I can't imagine the Jets being a competitor, certainly this year, maybe even a year from now. I mean, is it going to be 2023 that Watson finally has enough around him if he hit on everybody? Yeah. (laughs) And can he stay upright in the meantime? Yeah, in the meantime, right. Uh, The Titans must get Mike Vrabel more help on defense. The pass rush stinks. It's awful. It's and the they worst can't in the league. The, field on third yeah. downs. the worst in the league. But not only they can ref- they can lean on the offense like they used to. You lose a, a top notch coordinator. Your second and third pass catchers are free agents in, in Smith and Davis. I love AJ Brown and I love Henry. <laughs> Henry's yeah. not going to last forever. Yeah. How much how much longer do you have Henry? That's right, the right, right. you know. I mean, your O line's a little big and heavy and old. You know. I mean, the first round pick didn't really work out. I might be selling Titan stock right now. Yeah, it, I don't know it's just that that is a sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a lot of appreciation for Tannehill, but he's not a tier one guy. Yeah, he's yeah. also 33. He's also not like he's a spring right, chicken, right. too. Uh, but that's it for the uh, Rosenthal's AFC. Mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I don't know that the, when you look at that, yeah, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah. But I don't know that the Steelers' fixes are something that they can't do. See, like, I think that's a good exercise we just did because we just laid out – you know, every team in the league and all the stuff that's wrong with them in some degrees. Are the Steelers any worse than the other ones? 
Not really. I mean, a lot of people around here seem to think so, but right. they, they need to take a look at the league as a whole, not just right. their team. Buffalo's a team, I think, that yeah. it's hard to find things wrong with them right, right now. But I mean, and, and you like the Colts' roster, sure, they don't have a but, it's, but they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> right. That's kind of a big deal. They also need a left tackle in their yeah. starting corner. I mean, they, they have three big holes. I mean, right. They don't have many holes, but they have big ones. And they've got cap space, but who's letting a left tackle? Like, are they going to go out and sign Alejandro Villanueva? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, right. And, yeah. you, you know, Steeler fans just saw that. Is that mm-hmm. is, is that the answer? I mean, I mean they could draft a Darasaw or any of these tackles we talk about, but not, not if they trade. Not, the, not, not if they set pick not on a, a quarterback. quarterback and, you know, you're going to line up Jacoby Brissett, who's not even under contract and it costs you. So, you know, it could be that, that situation. Yeah. So everybody everybody has problems. Uh, that's, that's Who's the, the best team in that division? Poof. Well, we know who it's not. We know it's not Houston, and we know it's not Jacksonville. Right. It's probably the Colts, and they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, I can see the Colts and Titans potentially going backwards. Yeah. I mean, they could find a quarterback that didn't doesn't play as well as Rivers did this year. Right. You know, I mean, if it's Darnold or who, I, you know, I don't know. And there's there's nothing that says, you know, a lot of times those those transitions to a new quarterback don't necessarily go real well the first year. Right, right, right. You know, it takes a while. Right. So No, you're 100% correct. Uh, Let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we're going to go over that redraft of the the 2020 draft and find out where Chase Claypool went in that. We'll do that (laughs) right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and uh, the NFL, ESPN's NFL Nation, which is all their ESPN Yeah, every beat reporter, basically. Uh, went through and redrafted the, for actually the first two rounds of, wow. of last year's draft. Which that's is, a project. That's a project, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you can't pick somebody that's already been picked, even if that's the guy your team picked. So you have to figure out somebody no, else. Right, so you're right, actually right, doing right. essentially redoing the draft. There's several ways to do this, and I haven't looked at it yet. I just saw the headline, but I've done it before. Are they picking the same order that the draft was then? I believe so. Like since he's first, Washington's yeah. two. Right. I think that's the way you have to do it. And you know what you know now, but there is a little bit of a back to the future effect too. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't have made this move and yeah. you can't look at it that way. I think you gotta look at it like if I'm the Bengals, would I trade Burrow for any rookie this year? So th- they have uh the Bengals picking first, taking Joe Burrow again. See, I'd take Herbert. I they love have, Burrow, but they have I would Washington take picking second. They take Herbert. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. With all respect to Chase Young, who's awesome, he's not a quarterback. Yeah. Then the Lions, instead of taking Jeff Okuda, take Chase Young. For sure, they would trade, make that trade in a heartbeat right yeah. now. The Giants picking four took Andrew Thomas. They have them taking Tristan Wirfs. I would too. I think Wirfs is a special player. Um, if I could take any offensive lineman in the league right now with age considered, I'd take Wirfs. At five, the Dolphins took Tua. They still have the Dolphins taking Tua. Okay. I mean, he's a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't take Hurts. You know, I was just thinking right. I would take Tua over Hurts. I would be reluctant to make that pick. Right. There would be some other guys that I would look at there. Right. I mean, are you taking a Justin Jefferson or somebody like that over him? Well, then you're in the QB market, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, at six, the Chargers, of course, took Herbert. He's not available, so they take Jedrick Willis. No, I like it, yeah. yeah. They could use a tackle for sure. Uh, it's, I would take Becton over Wills. I would as well. Yeah. yeah. At seven, 
the Panthers took Derrick Brown, they would still take Derrick Brown. I guess that's fine. Yeah. At eight. How much I'd take Derrick Brown. I mean, they don't really need it, but Justin Jefferson or one of these right, receivers yeah. is pretty good. At eight, the uh, the Cardinals took Isaiah Simmons. They have them taking CeeDee Lamb instead. Okay. I understand that. Over Justin Jefferson. That's the thing, though. Yeah. That's the question. I could see them taking a receiver, and I think they really need to find one more pass catcher, and that would really help Kyler Murray. But Justin Jefferson just had 1,400 yards and right. hardly played in the first two games. Nine, the uh, the Jaguars took C.J. Henderson. They take Justin Jefferson. Sure. And I get, I mean, this is the back to the future effect. You wouldn't have had LaVisca Chenault right. yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can look at it that way, but right. At 10, the Browns took Jedrick Willis. He's not available. They take Mekhi Becton. I think they actually upgraded. I think they would have gotten better right, if they right, take right. Mekhi Becton, yeah. Becton might be my second choice if I could have any alignment in the league. At 11, the Jets took Mekhi Becton. They, he's not available now. Mm-hmm. They take Chase Claypool. Over Jefferson. Jefferson's already gone. That's a, He's the third receiver off the board. Where did Jefferson go? Jefferson went to Jacksonville. Oh, right, right, right. He would be my third receiver, too. Yeah. I mean, so he goes from being a second-round pick and the 11th receiver taking in the draft to the 11th overall pick. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you. Like, Ruggs was the first receiver taken. I wouldn't consider Ruggs. No. And I, don't, I wouldn't be investing in Ruggs right now, period. Judy was my favorite at the time. And I still have really high hopes. Like, if the Broncos called Kevin Colbert up and said, we'll give you Judy for Claypool, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's it's still pretty alluring. It's alluring. The contract's cheaper. Contract's cheaper. Yeah. And, they, I mean, the Steelers, Deontay's a lot like Judy. Claypool's yeah. like nothing else. Right. He's, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a, different. He's, he's, a, a, he's a difference yeah. maker. Yeah. At 12, uh, the Raiders took Henry Ruggs. They instead take Kenneth Murray. Okay. Yeah. I don't well, know Murray's great, but yeah. okay. At 13, it was uh, the, uh, the 49ers. Just coming from Indianapolis, the original pick was Tristan Wirfs. The Tampa Bay traded up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they take uh, Brandon Ayuk, 13th, who they took mm. later. I like Ayuk a lot, yeah. right. Tampa Bay, original pick was, uh, this was from San Francisco, Sam made this pick. Javon Kinlaw, the yes. defensive tackle. Instead, they take Antoine Winfield. Yeah, I think Winfield's the second best defensive player in this draft. The Broncos took Jerry Judy at 15. They still take Jerry I Judy. I would too, yeah. yeah. I mean, the drops are the only thing, but yeah. The Falcons, the uh, original pick was A.J. Terrell. Instead, they take Isaiah Simmons. Maybe. One thing that's interesting to me, though, is Akuda. Yeah. Like, did he do Here's enough the thing. for me rookie, to fall from three? Rookie cornerbacks struggle. And this year they were horrible. <laughs> yeah. Because the league threw like crazy. Yeah, you're in, your pa- you're in a league where they pass at you, and, and if you're a rookie, they throw at you constantly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, the the, ter- the Terrell kid they took actually was okay. Akuda wasn't terrible. Like, I wouldn't drop my grade on Akuda that much after one. Yeah. You know, he was a third pick in the draft. Right, for a reason. For a reason, right. Yeah. The Cowboys took uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, they now take Trayvon Diggs, who was the, their second round Their pick. second round pick. Interesting. Yeah. Again, over Akuda, over right. Henderson. I don't know about that. The Dolphins took Austin Jackson, offensive tackle. This was with the pick from the Steelers that they got for uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm. Their new pick is now Andrew Thomas. Who was the fourth pick in the Who was the fourth pick. He got better as the season went on. Yeah. You probably upgrade there, yeah. Uh, The Raiders, uh, this is a pick from Chicago in the uh, uh, trade for Mac. Uh, They took Damon Arnett. Their new pick is Henry Ruggs, who they took. Yeah, you get him at a discount. Yeah, much much cheaper. Fair enough. Jacksonville, this is a pick from the Rams. They took uh, Cleveland Chase on. Uh, instead, they take Jalen Johnson. Hey, he's been a good corner for them, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a nice you know, later pick that the Bears had. The Eagles 
took Jalen Rager last year. Yeah. Instead, they take C.J. Henderson. Fine. I mean, yeah. at least you know more about Henderson than Rager. Yeah. I'm not ready to kick dirt on Rager, though. Right. Uh, 22. The Bills, or I'm sorry, this came from the Bills. The pick came from the Bills. It was Minnesota, took Justin Jefferson. He's now off the board. Mm-hmm. Can't that was take the Dems deal. They took T. Higgins instead. T. Higgins is pretty good. Yeah. I think T. Higgins would go earlier than that in the real world, but fair enough. The Patriots, uh, it's actually 23 is the Patriots spot. The Chargers traded up to this spot and took Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray. And uh, the new pick here is Jeremy Chin. Chin was really good, too. Yeah. Chin and Isaiah Simmons are like the same guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, one was cheaper, a lot cheaper than the other. The Saints. Not many defenders. There's like three or four defenders. The Saints took uh, Cesar Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they take Jeff Okuda. That's a nice bargain. It's Ruiz already, starts for them, Ruiz is good, though. Yeah. And he would be a first-round pick, in my opinion. Yeah. And the Saints, I'm sure, would gladly, you know, if you said you could have the bird in the hand or door number two, I bet they'd just take Ruiz. I agree. 25. Uh, the original pick was Brandon Ayuk. San Francisco traded up to get him. Uh, with the Vikings, uh, the new pick is A.J. Terrell going to the Vikings. Yeah, right. He has been he was a good rookie. Yeah. Miami. The original pick was by Green Bay. This is where they took Jordan Love. Hmm. Miami instead takes Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> it makes his life a lot easier, yeah. Would he definitely be your back over Swift and Dobbins? And um, I think so for me. It, yeah, it's arguable. Blair, but Akers. Yeah. I think I'd take Taylor. Probably. Uh, Seattle. Took Jordan Brooks. Yeah, that never made sense. The pick is still Jordan Brooks. Ugh. He was okay. He was fine. Yeah. But they have KJ Wright and they have Wagner. I know yeah. these guys are up in age, but you couldn't find a pass rusher. It wasn't somebody line. better. Than, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that doesn't add up to me. That's just lazy by the the writer there. Maybe, in my maybe, maybe he's buddies with Jordan Brooks. Um, Twenty eight. The Ravens took Patrick Queen. They still take Patrick Queen. Fine. He had his rookie learning curve. Yeah, but he can run and hit. Uh, the Titans took Isaiah Wilson. They didn't again. Blech. Yeah, they did not again. Instead, they take uh, Clavon Chason. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, they would make that trade in a heartbeat right Absolutely. Right. And I don't even love Chason, fine. <laughs> uh, the Packers, the original pick, uh, this was for, for, by Miami because uh, Green Bay traded up. To get love, yeah. Uh, they took uh, Igbo Hene, the uh Yeah, the corner that Miami yeah. took. Yeah, uh, the, new, the new pick here by the uh, Packers is Jalen Rager. He'd look good in Green Bay right now. Oh, he would look real yeah. good, yeah. Uh, the 49ers, this was a uh, Minnesota's pick. Uh, they took Jeff Gladney mm-hmm. with that pick. Instead, they take Javon Kinlaw. That's a nice discount bargain. Yeah. Think Stephon Tuitt when you think of Kinlaw. Yeah. And that's kind of what he is. It might take a year, but look out. The Chiefs took at 32 Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They wouldn't again. Uh, instead, they take Legereus Sneed, who they got in the fourth mm. round. Yeah, he's been really good for them. Yeah. Somebody to watch on. Yeah, he, he's the lowest drafted guy that went in the first round. Big. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, moving on down to where the Steelers picked, uh, actually took um, Claypool. Chase Claypool. The original pick, of course, was Claypool. At 49, instead, the Steelers take J.K. Dobbins. Because Claypool, sure, was, Claypool, Claypool wasn't available. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Claypool's gone. Real quick, can you just rattle? I don't care where they went. Can you just rattle off the names in the second round before the Steelers pick? Yeah, real quickly here before we have to go to back to a break. Uh, it was uh, LaVishka Chenault, Michael Pittman, DeAndre Swift, Xavier McKinney, Jordan Love, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 38 mm-hmm. to the Panthers. Uh, Austin Jackson goes to the Dolphins again. Cameron Dantzler goes to tex- the Texans. Uh, the Browns get uh, Grant Delpit. Same guy. Um Julian Blackman goes to the uh, Jaguars. 
Cole Komet stays with the uh, Bears. Okay. Uh, the Colts take instead Jalen Hurts. Uh, Tampa Bay gets uh, Michael Onawayu, uh, okay. the guy from the New England. Uh, New England. Uh, KJ Hamler still goes to the Broncos. Ezra Cleveland goes to the Falcons. Antonio Gibson to the Jets. Yeah, I don't have much problem with that, but I would take J.K. Dobbins over Antonio Gibson and Edward Solaire. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'd be real happy with with Dobbins as a consolation prize if Claypool wasn't available. absolutely. But right. uh, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, it's time to do our draft. Yeah, little, uh, draft right. again. We'll do that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, we, of course, uh, it's time for our uh, our little mock, mock draft simulator here on Pro Football Network, and uh, we've got we've I've already run through the first portion of the uh, the first round. Okay. Pick uh, twenty four is up. The picks right ahead of us. Steeler fans aren't going to be happy about some of this. Travis ATN went at eighteen. I'm fine with that, but then it pushes the running backs could get right. that ball rolling too high. Christian Derisaw went at nineteen. He would be a target. Elijah Vera Tucker went at 20. Also could be a time. Yeah. yeah. Alex Leatherwood went at 21. Wow. Uh, then Rashawn Slater went at 22. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, it's just a total run. Of... And then Najee Harris went at 23. Wow. <laughs> Hope somebody's offering us something. I don't like the sound of that. Well, we have offers. Good. Uh, because like that two running backs off the board already. Two running backs and a whole bunch of offensive linemen right, right. right before. It doesn't us. shock me that those linemen are gone, but they teased us with still being there five picks ago, and now they're yeah. You know. Now it just this is this is what sometimes happens in oh, a draft. Yeah. I mean, you see these runs. So we're sitting here now. The top offensive tackle available is Samuel Cosme out of Texas. I don't really I don't, like him. I don't love him. him yeah, right. I don't think he's worth twenty four. Tevin Jenkins is available out of Oklahoma State. He's been mocked the Steelers a lot. And yeah, I, I like him better. Mac Jones is available. Uh, okay. The quarterback out of Alabama. I don't know if I would go that route. I don't think he's going to be there, to be honest, but yeah. I'm not sure I'd go that route either. So we've got some trade offers. Good. New, uh, New Orleans is on the phone. They want to offer us picks 28, so we're only moving back four spots, bad. and 60 for picks 24 and 122. I would say yes to that in a nutshell, but I'm curious what else is out there. Our next offer comes from Green Bay. Okay. They're offering us pick 29 and pick 92. So we're only moving back five spots, and we get a much better. Yeah, we're getting a third. I like round. that better than New Orleans. Four picks, twenty-four and two twenty-one. Twenty-four. Oh, that's not bad. So that's actually a better deal. Yeah, that's in, yeah tell Saints to. Stick and it. finally, the Texans are on the phone. The Texans don't have a first-round draft pick. They don't have much, right? Yeah. Right. I don't know if they have a second-round draft pick. I don't no, think they both do. Both belong yeah. to Miami. So the Texans are offering us pick sixty-seven, which is which their third, early round, third yeah. which is their third-round pick. Pick 103, which is a, uh, another okay. uh, pick in the fourth round, and another one at pick 116, 
So we get three picks this year. But you're waiting. Houston's 2022 second round draft pick, which might be the first, which might be the round. first overall pick in the in the second round, yeah. and their 2022 third round draft pick, for picks 24 and 221. Now that would be a long time to sit and wait. It'd be a long, but you could also trade up. It would be you could you'd have all kinds of ammunition right. to trade up, but you'd have to find the right trade partner. Yeah, that, that takes work. That and takes you don't know if it's yeah. going to work, and um, you also can use next next year's picks to get to where you need to be yeah. this year. I don't know that. I, I mean, in real life, that would make a lot of sense. I think in real life, I say yes to it that. It doesn't help your team this year as much, no. though. It, it, here, I probably shouldn't say this on the radio. I would take that and say, kind of punt for this year. That this is our version of a rebuild year. We're going to take a lot of picks. They're going to be later. Hopefully, we hit on them. And then next year, with all of our cap space and all of our picks, we're right back at it. You know, like as a contender, boom. Yeah. You know, take one little step back to take two forward. But for the purpose of us picking now, I think we tell them no. I think you take the uh, Packers deal. I like the Packers deal, yeah. Yeah. Um, 29 and 92 for 24 and 221. Again, that, that offer from the Saints was 28 and 60 for 24 and 122. Because mm-hmm. you opened this by saying these are the guys that just went. So there's not somebody I'm even like keeping my fingers yeah. crossed. We're getting a first and a third for. Uh, uh, I'll just look at. We're getting their first and third round pet draft picks for our first and seventh. Or yeah, first and seventh. And we moved down five spots. To move to down move five spots. Four rounds. And really, if you look at what just happened there, there's nobody I at those positions. Over right yeah, now. there's. Uh, you can probably move back and, and get a you know I Kevin mean, you Jenkins or, back again. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, let's guys. do it. Um, we could counter and try to get something a little thrown in, but I think we just do it. That's just okay. Yeah. It's been accepted. We're back to the sim. So they took instead, they took a twenty-four Kadarius Tony. That makes sense. So that wasn't that didn't affect us. No. Uh, Tevin Jenkins actually went twenty-five though to the Jaguars. Mm, I would have thought about him. Samuel Cosme went twenty-six to the Browns. Tackles are falling. So we got to yeah. keep that Which in is mind. Weird because they just I mean they've got tackles. They wouldn't take, they wouldn't take a tackle. No. Uh, Trevor Mowering, the safety out of uh, TCU, went to 27, and Aziz Ojolari, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the edge guy, went to uh, the, the Titans. Okay, that makes certain. Certainly Our pick sense. is now up, and the Panthers are on the phone. Okay. Panthers are offering us, uh, they want pick 29 in our 2022 third round draft pick. Possibly. They're offering pick 39, their second round draft pick for next year, and their third round draft pick for 2022. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. To move back 10 spots? The Chiefs are on the phone. The Chiefs want to offer us pick 32. Okay. That's and their three away. fourth round pick in 2022 for pick 29, straight up. Yeah. I don't love that. Right. Washington's also on the phone. How about this deal? Washington is offering us pick 51 and their 2022 first round draft pick. Ooh, future first. A future maybe. first maybe. for... The 29th pick and our 2022 third round pick. I'd say yes to that. They could win the division, or they could be five and eleven. Yeah, they still might win the division. <laughs> let me let me uh, first let me see honest. what's still available though. Okay, if there's somebody that jumps, because I got a feeling I know why they're offering their first round pick because Mac Jones I is still available. They want to right. move up for the quarterback. Also still available. Zayvon Collins and Nick Bolton, the two linebackers. Yeah, but that's not they, for us that at the doesn't, moment. Yeah, it doesn't. Jalen Mayfield, the he's offensive a tackle. He's a, yeah. good, he's a good football player. I could see taking him there. Um, remember, the running backs are picked over here a little top bit. Top two are gone. The top two are gone. So if we make this deal, then we don't 
we, we might not get a we might not get a running back to help us. We're not going to get an, an offensive tackle who's going to help us. I was going to say if we don't make any deals, I'm probably leaning towards Devonte Williams, which is a little early for him now. But two are gone, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't deal. mind trading back a little bit, but I don't want to move. Future first make me happy though. And they do make you happy. I, I would just wonder if we can get them to, to throw something else in here. Maybe we could. I mean, I'm going to reject the Panthers deal, even though that's not a bad. If we give them Mac Jones, he's probably going to start for them and lose a lot of games. <laughs> I mean, I think you root against Washington all year, you know? I'm going to reject the Panthers deal, even though that's that's 39, a second-round pick and a third-round pick for 29 in our third-round pick. Okay. Rejecting that. I'm going to reject the Chiefs deal. Yeah. yeah last pick in the fourth round next year isn't... Yeah, isn't or something 30 right. or, you know, something along. So, pick 51 in Washington's first... I'm going to counter that. What can they give us? Uh, we're giving them a third-round pick in this deal as well. They're giving can we us move a, from like the sixth to the fourth or sixth? I mean, just somewhere later in this I wouldn't draft, mind getting another pick in this draft, like yeah, this year. a fifth or something like They've that. They've got 74 and 82. Okay. One of those would be appealing to me. What's our next pick after 82? we got 29, 55, 87, 92. So we're at, Could right, we turn right 92 now we're getting, into 82? Right now we're getting four picks in the top 100. I wouldn't mind trying. Let's see if we can get them to take 122 for 82. For 82. All right. That would get us five no. picks then in the top 100. Yeah. And a first-round pick next year. Right, right, right. Oh, I'd be all over that. Dun, dun, dun. They declined that. Okay. What if we even gave them 92 for 82? Or uh, Let's see here. Um, or 92 for their 79. If I go, yeah, if I go 92, I want 74. Let's try it. Yeah. That was declined. Yeah, yeah you're being playing hardball here. Let's counter. Um, 92 to 82 would be enough for me. Yeah, because 29 to 50. I mean, we're getting a first-round pick. I get it. That's, you know. That's but, awesome. But, but they're getting our third-round pick. That's two years in a row. The Steelers have a first-round pick. And then you have two next year, though. You got two next year, mm-hmm. yeah. That, um, and we would bring in a lot of day-two guys with this. What if I do this? What if I go with our second-round pick instead of the third because we're getting the first back next year. Mm-hmm. I offer them 122 for 82. So our our, okay. our side of the deal is the first round pick helps 29. For the, helps for this year for sure. 29, 122, the second round pick next year, which we're still upgrading there. Big time. And we get 51, 82 in Washington's first next year back. I bet they say yes to this. It's been accepted. Okay. All right. So we're, so we're, we're back. And they, and they, did, they did take Mac Jones. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Now I think we have to pick. We got 51 and 55 here. We got all we got to act. I think it's Javante Williams is there. Let's yeah. look at centers, tackles, and running backs. We've only got one trade offer here. It's from San Francisco. It's for 51 for pick 96 in their 2022 second and third round draft. Uh, that sounds not, great and all, but it's time to add some people. We got to add some yeah. talent. Okay. So here's what's available Baron Browning, the linebacker out of Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not, I need yeah. to add offense. Uh, Davian Nixon's still available. Uh, yeah. Big defensive tackle, uh, Creed Humphrey available. At the I would be fine position. with that here. Um, let me see here. Javante Williams is still available. I think we take him. I think you got to take him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there are there are still other. We got to pick a fifty-five. He helps you now. We have another pick coming up at fifty-five. We'll oh, be able we got to, a lot coming up. We'll right? be able to get our center. Let's take Williams. Yeah. To me, he's clearly the third back. San Francisco's back on the phone again. They want to offer this. That's basically a, not quite the same deal, but they want ninety-six for fifty-five. 
uh, their 2022 second round draft pick and their 2022 seventh round draft pick. No. No, sorry. The it's Giants are also on the phone. The Giants want to offer us uh, pick 110, their second round draft pick next year, and their fourth round draft pick next year for their 2022 fifth round draft pick and pick 55. I'm rejecting that. I'm well. rejecting it too. We, we got to get that's better. fair, and, but we have plenty for next year. Okay, so here's what we got. Um, this has to be an offensive lineman. It has to be an offensive lineman, and the best guys available. De, um, Deontay Brown, I'm not interested in. He's the, a guard. The big right? guard yeah, out of no, Alabama. No, 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 no. Creed Humphrey, still available. I'm interested in. Uh, Dylan uh, Raddins. The North Dakota State. The dude. offensive t- tackle from North Dakota State. Maybe. Potentially, Humphreys yeah. Humphreys might be a starter, though, where Raddins isn't now. Right. Quinn Miners, still available. What's your Humphrey versus Miners conversation? That's a tough one. It is. That's a tough one. I'd probably go for Humphrey, but you could wait. You could wait. You could take a tackle and see if you can slide Miners. Our next pick is up at, we pick again at 82. Do we think Miners will last to 82? I I don't. Probably not. I don't think that he does. So I think right here you take Humphrey. Yeah, let's do that. I think he'd be a little bit higher rated player. So that's the pick. Okay, we're back at 82 again here now. And the Cardinals are on the phone. They're offering us pick 147, their third next year, and their fourth next year for 82 and our sixth. I think we got to add guys. we got to add guys. I mean, I love the trade down. but The Chiefs can... are on the phone. This one's a little more interesting because they're offering – they want 82 in our 2022 seventh-round draft pick, and they want to give us pick 95 and pick 131. What was that again? 82 this year. Mm-hmm. Our seventh seventh round pick next year. Great, I'm going to get rid of those for pick 95 and pick 131. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. Let me see what if we counter that with. So that would be essentially. Uh, I don't care about the seventh next year. Yeah. The, the, so we get 90. We move back 13 spots to move up. Uh, we get an extra high, pick at 131. We've got three picks coming up here. By the mm-hmm. way, we've got 82, 87, 92. I kind of like that deal. And we don't have a pick between from 92 to 193, so we would go 100 picks without a selection. I mean, it would be nothing at the top, a really nice, nice middle class. Yeah. And then the and even if we move back, we've got, pick, we've got two picks in between this one and 95. So how many picks total would that give us? We would still have we would still have, better. We would still have five picks in the top Premium 100. Picks. Five of the top pretty 100 good. players is pretty good. Yeah. Three yeah. offensive knee. I mean, I think that's a receiver, you know. I'm gonna go Some ahead. And, I'm player. gonna. I'm gonna accept that. Deal. I like that. Yeah. All right. That's been accepted. We're back to Sim. Who did they take there? They took, and then the Bengals are on the phone. We're not. We're not making the trade with the Bengals. Yeah. yeah so yeah. at 82, they took Jabril Cox. Mm, good player. Would have been. He'd be a good steal. He would have been interesting for us. Yeah. 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 Um, remember now, we've got three picks here, pretty close together, in mm-hmm. like the next ten. So that the offensive tackles available: Walker Little, Jackson Carmen, Adrian Ely, Brady Christensen, James Hudson. Hudson's a Cincy dude, right? Yeah, Hudson's a Cincy guy. Who's I this? would lean towards him, project. But we might be able to wait on that. Maybe take two of them. At tight end, Hunter Long is still available. Good player. I think he and would a help. Steeler fit. He would help you out a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, Chaz Surratt is available. Nice cover linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Shelvin, the big defensive tackle out of LSU, is so a big nose. Um Joe Tryon still available. He's a good uh, player too. Yeah. I mean, How about is, receivers? At wide receiver, 
I bet that's probably picked over a little bit. It more. is, but it's deep. Elijah Moore, uh, oh, Diami like Brown, Tutu Atwell, Nico Collins. Okay. I'd like to add a receiver with one of these picks, I think. Okay, so we got three picks here. See, I like the tackle. I mean, I feel like we should take the tackle, but there are four of them or so that are acceptable. Right. And we'll get one with the we'll next get pick. One. But I'm like, maybe the long would be my pick. And then. we've got, yeah, we've got five. Uh, we pick again at 92. Mm-hmm. If if you think that the that the tight end class kind of dry, dries up there, and you've gotten ca- caught short on the tight end class before, year after year we get caught short on the yeah. tight end class. I think I think if you like long, you take them. Yeah, and then we say we're taking a tackle with the next pick. Yeah, I like it. All right, so Hunter Long is the pick. We're up at ninety two again. Boston College here. kid, by the way. Yeah, Boston College, nice dual threat guy. He's a Steeler type. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got uh, two trade offers here for 92. Pick 151 in Chicago's 2022 third for 92. Nah. Nah. Uh, the, the Seahawks want to offer us uh, 154. I'm not interested. In I don't one. feel like I'm going on the 150 neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. Who are those tackles? Are in between there? our pick there, Joe Tryon went next. Yeah, that makes sense. DJ Daniel, Chaz Surratt. Eh, that stinks. Yeah. And then Jackson Carmen. Yeah. It's time to grab a tackle. Okay. Just a Shelvin still available. Marlon uh, Tupolotu still available. Another defensive. I'd be tackle. fine with those with the next pick yeah. as a bonus prize type. But. Quincy Roche still available. Yeah, him too. Uh, the linebacker position is drying up here a little bit. Monty Rice still available. Uh, Tony Field still available from uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, UK. Yeah. Um, I need a tackle here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been Matt's banging the table for a tackle yes. here. Yes. All right, we'll take James Hudson. That's fine. Yeah. One guy I think is interesting that, that I didn't quite realize until this morning I read something about him is Walker Little. He's played one game in two years. Yeah. But if you looked at mock drafts like a year ago, before we know well, he was highly was, rated, yeah. he was a first-round pick by yeah. everybody. I mean, he's just a total unknown. All right. Uh, the Ravens are on the phone. They want to offer us pick 98 and 188 for pick 95. they got to have somebody in mind here. I'm sure. I don't want to help them. I don't want to help the Ravens. I'm rejecting that. Yeah, get out of here. Ravens. All right. Now, we got a best defensive player available, I think. Okay. We filled a receiver, though, too. We filled a lot. We can get that, I think. Yeah. Um, I like Elijah Moore. Tyler Shelvin's still available. Tyler, Tyler, I kind of like that. Tyler Shelvin would. I mean, I mean, he's a talented LSU, highly recruited. That allows you, if you, if you re-sign Tyson Alulu, hey, Tyson, you're now, instead of being the nose tackle, per se, you are the back to being the yeah. backup Spot of duty defensive and man. You'll play yeah. less ta- yeah. They haven't drafted a, a defensive lineman high in a while. Yeah. Tupelo, uh, too, is also uh, available yeah. there. And I kind of like the LSU dude. Yeah. Either would be fine. Um, it depends on what you want to do there. Mm-hmm. You know, Tupelo, too, is more of a pass. He's more of a... You know, six two or six three, two hundred and ninety five pound guy. Yeah. Whereas Shelvin's a six three, three hundred and sixty pound guy. <laughs> I mean, I think usually you take the athlete, the longer, the two it body type as opposed to the nose tackle body type, but I think I want the beef on this in this case. We've also got available Hamilcar Rashid, uh, out of Oregon State, the edge rusher, mm-hmm. and Quincy Roche. Another Both of edge them rusher. are interesting. Yeah. I mean depth there is a problem. Uh, Monty Rice still available out of Georgia, cover linebacker, sideline to sideline kind of okay. guy. Same with Tony Fields. Um, Who are you leaning for, towards towards or, those six or seven? Yeah, the, games? You get the cornerback position. You got uh, Ambry Thomas, Radarius Williams, Paulson Adebu, Kerry Vincent. Hmm. It's never a bad idea to add a corner. Yeah. I mean, Hayden's up in age, and Nelson's not cheap. And what do you another guy I kind of like, and this is too early for him. Uh, Demomador Lenore from out of Oregon. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. If you're looking for a slot type. What about a, a receiver, though? <laughs> you keep coming back to this. I know. A wide receiver, it's Elijah Moore, uh, Diami Brown, Tutu Atwell, Nico Collins, Marquez Stevenson, Seth Williams, Sage Surratt. Moore um, would be my favorite of those, but I'm not going to pound the table for him. Let's go defense. We haven't helped the defense yet. Gonna take a big guy. Let's take a big guy. I think you. Yeah. Have, I think you had to have to have beef in them. You need some youth. You need. You need three hundred pounds. Six or seventh round yeah. pick. You know. So if you're looking that to, to me, it would be nice to have a big nose tackle, but I don't know that it's the, yesterday's news. That's yesterday's news. Like, is Shelvin going to play more than twenty snaps a game for you? No. No. I mean, maybe not even three years from now. But I think that uh, Tupelotu could. Mm-hmm. He's gonna because he he would automatically maybe he's your backup nose tackle this year and he also you know plays some right. plays some defensive end for you. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, so he is the pick, and now we get a little bit of a wait. Okay, we've made four picks or five. We've made five. That's nice. And we're back up now at one thirty-one. We have Washington's first round pick next. We year. got Washington's first round pick <laughs> next. Year. We did okay. At the edge, right now you've got Peyton Turner, you got Dalen Hayes, Shaka Tony. Um, William, Hayes and Tony are interesting dudes. Yeah, William Bradley King out of uh, Baylor. Yeah, I've heard good things about him too. Yeah, at the linebacker position, you got Charles Snowden, uh, Merlin Robertson, um, Amen, Oban, Game, blah 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 blah. Okay. Uh, Garrett Wallow. We're, we're kind of running out of guys there. Ventrell Miller still available. These later guy. These are later guys. Some of those edge guys are interesting. Cornerback position. Kerry Vincent available still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Taylor, Cameron Bynum, Lenore out of uh, Oregon. Uh, so there's some guys there. Um, how about wide receiver? How about wide receiver? <laughs> I was just going to go take a look at that because I knew you were going to say it. So it's Wap Filer out of Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Austin Watkins out of UAB. Kate Johnson out of South Dakota State. I kind of like him as yeah. a slot. He had a really good senior bowl from what I understand, yeah. too. Uh, Daz Newsom out of uh, North Carolina. Uh, Cornell Pyle, Trevor Grimes, Jalen Darden, Tyler Vons. Where's Darden from again? Darden is from North Texas. He's really interesting. I just want to make sure he was the guy I was thinking of. He's lean. He's like 180 pounds, small, really fast, really electric, probably a slot, but has some deep skills. I kind of like him or the North Dakota State dude. Do we Do we have a pick coming up soon? We don't. Yeah, That's a, it's yeah, now or never. It's now or never if we're going to pull the trigger on one of these guys. I think we got to do now. Okay. So, which one do you like better, Johnson or Darden? Or is it Darden? Darden. <laughs> Darden, okay. In, in honor of Joe Green. You want Darden? Okay. Yeah. Jalen Darden, North North uh, Texas. That's the first Fast, time I've taken electric, him. Small, but... We're into round six now. And we're waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay, we, we got our pick now at round six. It's 193. Yeah. Um, now, remember, when, when the Steelers are actually drafting this year, they're going to have some comp picks in here mixed in as well. Oh, yeah. There'll be so there's going to be even more. That, sure. That, Maybe that's the linebacker or yeah. the edge guy. Or, right. Sure. That's where you're. we're kind of missing on some of these guys. Well, we'll have a chance to get some of these mm-hmm. guys. No, you're right. Um, we're back up. <laughs> I think we almost have to look edge rusher cornerback here. Somebody that helps line, special linebacker teams and too. that's a prod. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need. I would think you'd close it out with defense. Um, Ventro Miller available at linebacker, kind of a These are running chase guy. Super well. uh, Errol Thompson out of uh, Mississippi State. Justin Hilliard out of Ohio State. Um, those all true off the ball linebacker types. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patty Fisher out of Northwestern. Western Isaiah McDuffie out of uh, Boston College. I kind of like Miller the best of those guys. He's fine. Uh, yeah. The cornerback position. If he is, can run. 
My man Trey Brown still sitting there at the cornerback position. I don't know if he would in real life, but I have no problem. I can't pass that. on him. Yeah, there. do it. Yeah, I like him too much. You almost have to come out of the. You can't. It's hard to go a draft without taking a corner. Yeah. Now we're up. Uh, we're up again at two twelve. So now we got to go linebacker, or edge, um, even a safety, or you know, if they're good special teamers, have upside. The guys available at linebacker: Justin Hilliard, Patty Fisher, Isaiah McDuffie, KJ Britt. Grant Stewart. I'm just looking here. I don't see a lot here that I love. Okay. It's getting pretty, oh well. pretty well picked over. Maybe we have to sign a veteran there. We might have to call Vince or Avery back and see, see if they want to join at the team. At the edge position, uh, you got Chris Rumpf out of Duke, Jonathan Cooper out of Ohio State, Malik Herring out of Georgia. That Rumpf guy is really small. Yeah. And he was really high on lists before this year. I don't know what he did this year to hurt himself so bad, but he was a highly productive small edge rusher. Here's the guy that I like the best out of this group. Teron Jackson out of Coastal Carolina. Mm, yeah, okay, I know who you're talking about. He's got he's got some pass rush moves. He just needs to get a little more refined, obviously. But He's kind of like a Highsmith type pick. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah I'm cool in with that. In the seventh round, so uh, there it is. Teron Jackson. And we are done. So we came out of this nice. uh, with pick 51. Javante Williams, Creed Humphrey at pick 55, Hunter Long. They help you now, those at 87. Yeah, actually, Hunter Long helped you. He'll, yeah, he'll get on right. the field for you. James Hudson is your developmental, yeah, your developmental uh, offensive tackle. tackle. Marlon uh, Tuya Appa, uh, I can't pronounce yeah, his name. Defense lineman. But we had have, we have five picks of the first 95. Yeah, it's nice. And we got Washington's first round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, you can't overlook that. Uh, we got Jalen Darden at pick 131, Trey Brown at 193. Nice. Uh, Teron Jackson at pick 212, and Washington's first round draft pick. I'm fine with that. I, I would do did, that in a heartbeat. I think we did pretty well there getting uh And you're mixing a comp pick or something in the real world. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh that's our draft for today. We're gonna take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You are listening to this the uh, drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to the drive on your twenty four seven home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Here with Matt Williamson and uh, Matt uh, NFL.com had its season award picks. Um, oh, did they? Its analysts voted on MVP, Coach of the Year, and all that kind of it's stuff. Funny, I just got an email yesterday from Pro Football Network asking for my votes. Yeah. So. Now that'll all come out Saturday night at the award ceremony. Okay. Is that uh, also Hall of Fame? That's also a Hall of Fame kind of announcement. All that Saturday? stuff all, all cool. happens at the awards sh- uh, show. Uh, so they're voting for. Uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. People need to realize the, the playoffs do not factor in on they, this. They're not supposed to. They're not supposed to, but this obviously, this voting was done like since. I voted yesterday, and it's hard not to think of that yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, so their pick for MVP, uh, they had, I believe, 33 voters overall. Fair enough, okay. Uh, was Aaron Rodgers, he got 28 of the votes. I think that's justified. Patrick Mahomes got four, Derrick Henry got one. He ran for 2,000 yards. I could yeah. see someone making that case. Surprisingly enough, Derek Carr did not get any. 
Not his hair car. Not even from his brother. Once again, Ben and Russell Wilson didn't get one, and that's why, folks, yeah. because this is how you it only really vote works. for one, right? You only get one, and that means you voted for them over somebody else. So when we hear this all off season. Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger have never got an MVP vote. Well, it's hard to get one. Right. They all go to the same people. Uh, offensive Player of the Year. Derrick Henry got 19 votes. I get that. I went off the grid a little bit. I'm, I just want to hear the you other You went votes. Travis Kelsey, I'll bet you. I did go Travis Kelsey. Aaron Rodgers finished second with four you votes. You me well. Nice job. We do this a lot. <laughs> uh, there, were, there was a tie for third place between Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Alvin Kamara, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, they all got two votes. Who did you say was two? Aaron Rodgers. That's cheating, though. Yeah, well, if he didn't vote for him for MVP, though, he can vote for him. Yeah, I guess. And it wasn't unanimous for him to be. I know this isn't the rules, but this would be my rules. Offensive player of the year should not be a quarterback. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one person voted for Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's the same thing as the. Yeah, Kelsey was the best guy. Defensive player of the year. The closest vote. On here. I bet. There's some candidates. The winner had 15 votes. The loser had 14. And third place had four. There were only wow. three guys who got votes. Who had four? Xavier Howard. He had a lot of picks and he's really good. Okay. 15. with Winning with 15 votes was Aaron Donald. T.J. Watt was second with 14. I was torn between those two. And I picked Watt. It's a close. It's a cl- it's I mean, close. 15, Donald's awesome. 15-14. You, you can't get any closer than that. Yeah. I mean, Donald deserves it every year. He's awesome. And it probably works against him when people vote because I voted for him the last two years. This is no fun. But, yeah. I mean, he's better at football than T.J. Watt. He's better at football than everybody. The Offensive Rookie of the Year. With 21 votes, Justin Herbert. Justin Jefferson can't do any more to state his case, but he's not a quarterback. He was second. He had 10 votes. I mean, 1,400 yards yeah. exactly. Jonathan Taylor got one vote. Tristan Wirfs got one vote. Yeah. Tough for an offensive they lineman. They can't win, win yeah. but he had an awesome year. <laughs> I picked Herbert. Defensive Rookie of the Year. See, I think it's a landslide. Chase Young with 29 votes. Yeah. Winfield might get a vote for me. Number two was Jeremy Chin with three. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Number three was Legereus Sneed with one. Okay. He was, that's kind that's, of a recent memory yeah, type that's, thing. He doesn't deserve a vote on Jaylen that. Jalen Johnson from Chicago, I thought about. Winfield. I really didn't think about any of them. It's Chase Young. Comeback Player of the Year. I picked Ben because I was not taking Alex Smith, and I couldn't really come up with anyone. Ben had his team at eleven and zero at one point. Yeah, I'm it's sure still won twelve games. He was twelve and three. You're right. Yeah, I know our recent memories aren't so glowing, but Alex Smith was unanimous. Unanimous. Nobody else got a vote because, well, he was five and one as a starter. I mean, he came back from things that were harder than others, but he wasn't a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh... They didn't win because of Alex Smith over that stretch. No, they did not. No. I mean, I get the story. I'm not making light of his situation. But, I mean, J.J. Watt is a better case than him. And there wasn't many great ones to, right. to choose from, to be honest. Uh, coach of the year. I went with Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski got 14 votes, won that. Okay. But Num- he wouldn't be a landslide. Number two was Sean McDermott with eight. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Number three was Brian Flores with four. I would have voted for Flores at around week thirteen or so. Or so they kind of they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Number four was Bruce Arians with three, tied with Ron yeah. Rivera with three. Okay. And Andy Reid got one vote. I guess Ron Rivera won the division. 
Yeah, the, I mean that means something a lot after, of hardships after a rough start and yeah, and the way the league, the year went. What they start four quarterbacks over the course of the year. Four quarterbacks. <laughs> like they that, had right? to, everything that happened to them before the season started. Oh yeah, changed the team. The they take away the team name. They had a, lawsuits. And, yeah, he had all kinds of hardships. Yeah. No, he did a good job. Um, yeah, so that was the uh, that's the voting. We'll see if that holds up again. That 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 defensive player of the year award voting could not have been any closer. That's the one I think could go either way. Yeah, I mean. Maybe Coach of the Year doesn't go like this, but I think Chase Young is the, the Rookie of the Year. I think Herbert's the Rookie of the Year. I think Rodgers the MVP. Offensive Player of the Year, who knows? I think everyone kind of views that differently. Yeah. But that Defensive Player of the Year is interesting. That, that one's going to be the one that I, and the Steeler fans are going to be watching that one closely. Yeah. You know, Watt finished third last year. He won't finish third this year. No, he won't. No, he won't. He'll, he'll be in the, he'll in be in the top two. Yeah. yeah, he'll be in the top two. Ben's not going to get comeback player. Of the He's year. not going to get comeback player. No. no, that's 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 going to Alex Smith. We can disagree with it all day long. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, when we come back, we'll finish up the show right, right after this. Right. You're tuned to the Drive on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, um, we haven't talked a ton of Super Bowl. Uh, no, not yet. But there was some interesting news that come out of the uh, out of the Super Bowl this week. Uh, of course, the Chiefs staying in Kansas City for the week and Tampa staying in Tampa because that's sure. where they're, they're right, at. Right. But normally both teams would have stayed in their own – well, not normally, but this year both teams would have stayed in their cities and not fly – they don't fly in until uh, Friday, I believe. So you get like a typical road game plus one. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Chiefs have a barber coming into their building to cut mm-hmm. hair, which, which okay isn't uncommon because you don't want your players going out and getting haircuts. They have know. that when I was with the Browns. They had yeah, that. they they, they have right. guys that do that right. normally because nice these perfect. guys are in the building all day long and be a good gig. I bet yeah. you get some nice tips. So their barber tested positive for, for the virus as he's cutting. Yeah. Like they find this out as he's cutting people's hair. They had to t- they had to pull two guys out. Those guys are now on the COVID list because mm-hmm. of. Close contacts. I think it's Robinson, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, is one of them. Yeah. Um, He was scheduled to cut Patrick Mahomes' hair that day. (laughs) They got him in mid-cut. Wow. So he's halfway through cutting this guy's hair, and they find out he's positive, and they got to say, okay. Yank him out of there. They got to yank him out of the building, get him out of here. But he would have, maybe in another 20 minutes, have gotten the Patrick Mahomes. That's certainly the main part of the story, but... I'm feeling bad for the dude that's only got half a haircut. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta walk home with half his head shaved, you know, looking like a goof, all lopsided. And he's got, and he's just okay. You got to get out of here because oh, you're getting out of here, right? Pat's on deck, you know, right? We caught you ten minutes later. You, got, you just had a close could, contact with this guy. Get the hell out of the building, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone, you know, Goodell, the people, all the TV people, let alone. Reed and Arians and all the players are just holding their breath that there's not some close contact, you know, and no symptoms or whatever, and somebody big gets pulled yeah, out. Of get this through game. the I next, really get through the next five days. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We've, we've got every game in the books, and the biggest one 
that would stink. I mean, even if it's Tristan Wirfs or Chris Jones, let alone Brady or Mahomes or somebody like that, that'd right. be a big deal. Yeah. But hopefully not. But keep them all in bubble wrap, you know. Um, Sean Payton had a, a, a press conference uh, today. He said that uh, they expect a Drew Brees announcement one way or the other within the next week, week and a half. Sure. He's going to retire. He's going to retire. Yeah. But he also said that Jameis Winston is in the Saints' plans if Breeze retires. And I'd like to know how. I'd like to know how. <laughs> I mean, I'm really curious how some of these teams navigate the, the salary cap, and including the Steelers, but especially the Saints and Eagles that are in. This, if the Saints – this is what this tells me. If the Saints are talking about re-signing or adding guys, mm-hmm. and they're $100 million over next year's cap. Right. Then this can't be as unworkable as some people are making it out to be. It can't be 180. It can't be, you know, trade everybody. There, I mean, they'd have to trade Lattimore and Ramchek and great players for for picks that don't cost anything. It seems sort of just reading through the tea leaves and the way that they've even talked about him throughout the year. I bet Winston's their opening day starter, and they navigate. We'll call it navigate the cap better or more than anyone in the league, which is why they're in this position, to be honest with you. But, I mean, and Breeze comes off the books, but, man. Uh, that only saves them, like, $25 it's not million. It doesn't get them $100 million. No, it doesn't get them $100 million. Yeah. I don't know. As usual, it seems like teams are less worried about the cap than we are. Yeah, that seems to be something that, that fans in the media spend a lot more time gnashing mm-hmm. teeth over than, than the teams themselves. But if it goes down, I mean, if it's not 200 you know they didn't account for this, right? You know, but we talk about it a lot. But again, if, if they if the Saints don't think it's going to be a problem, mm-hmm. then you they're know, the ones that should be the most worried. They about should it. be the yeah exactly. Yeah. They should be the team that's like oh boy. And I think Winston's playing for like two million this year. He's not going to want two million There's next no year. He does that again? No, I mean, no, not when Taysom Hill's making seven. I mean, he, maybe they sign him to a four-year deal and his salary's super low this year, and they spread. Some but you're still going to give him a signing bonus. But he needs a signing bonus. Yeah, he's not going to play for nothing again. Right. I mean, he did that and learned and you know impressed him apparently behind the scenes. Yeah. So I mean, even if he costs you four million dollars next year, that's still more than what he costs you this year. You still pay. And you and you're you still that puts you that gives you more money that you have to clear under the cap. Mm-hmm. Right. And we went over their cap situation a couple weeks ago. So a lot of their players they can't do anything. Thing with because, for example, moving on Tamara from and Thomas yeah, and guys, guys like that right, right. costs you extra money. And Taysom Hill's under contract, right? A pretty big deal for really Taysom Hill. Player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not a quarterback. Yeah, um, this was kind of a sad news here that um, Marty Schottenheimer uh, has been moved to a hospice. Yeah. Um, of course, Marty Schottenheimer, a, a, a Pittsburgh area native, grew up in McDonald. Um, and, and a mentor to Coach yeah, Cower was, was and, yeah right, was was Bill Cowers now and right you know his the guy he, who got him into coaching mm-hmm. uh, of course a longtime coach of the of the Browns uh, and then the Chiefs big um, stamp on the I mean he really left an impact on the NFL I mean considering his tree and the way he's won and style with which he went good coach yeah he kind of you know when you when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and what they are now um, and what they've been over the last like twenty twenty five years. Mm-hmm. That's all Marty Schottenheimer. So that's the start of them that being a franchise. franchise yeah. yeah, that franchise was that was the Bengals before yeah. Marty Schottenheimer got there. I mean, what they were in Super Bowl two, right? Yeah, and then they and stunk then for the next two twenty years. That's right. Yeah, who's a good who's a good chief from the seventies? There ain't too many of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So uh, I, I just wonder, you know, you look at Marty. Sch- he's at two hundred and five, one thirty nine, and one. 
There were people before Andy Andy Reid won the Super Bowl last year who were comparing Andy Reid to Marty, Marty Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. There's great coaches without a ring. To Marty Schottenheimer should be in the Hall of Fame. Schottenheimer versus Cowher is a pretty good conversation. 205 wins in the NFL. That's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard to do. That poor guy got fired after a 13-3 season. 14-2. and 14-2. 14-2 with the Chargers. They were a good team, too. Yeah. Wow. I mean, really, they shouldn't have fired him. And he probably should have been their coach for two more years and maybe added another 25 wins to that number. Yeah. You know? Wow. That was in 2006. I, that, I think that him, was that was when they first moved on from Drew Brees to go to Phillip Rivers, I believe. I think that is the and they Tomlinson went, They Gates, went 14-2. 14-2, yeah. Yeah, they had good teams. Um. Yeah, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2014. He's 77 years old. Uh, really just strong a, career, though. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spoken with him a number of times. Uh, of course, he's a, a, a Washington County native, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just terrible to see that. A, a really class uh, human being and a great football coach. Yeah, by all accounts. I mean, I've never had the, the privilege, but had a lot of influence on a lot of people and isn't a real – uh, loud, outspoken dude. You know, might get overlooked by people that weren't around whenever he was coaching in in the the history of the league. But he's been important to the league. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and uh, just uh, I'm I'm looking here uh, when you when you think about um, I had the chance to talk to uh, Antonio Brown today. Um, he's dealing with a knee issue that that held him out of their last uh, the the the, the uh, Bucks last game. Um, I talked to Le'Veon Bell yesterday, yeah, and he's gotten three carries in the playoffs. Um, it's not working out for Lev Bell and KC. It's not. And I, I just, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm wondering, you know, what Steeler fans think of this. I have a, I have a pretty good idea of what Steeler fans think of this play, this Which game. I think we're going to disagree with Steeler Nation on. I mean, I, I wish no ill will on either one of them. To, I don't either. And talking to Antonio Brown today, he sounds like he's a different. He's in a different place than he was mm-hmm. two years ago. He's gone through a lot emotionally, of mentally, that kind of bit, stuff. Right. I, I think he has grown up a little bit. The people with the vitriol towards Levy on Bell, I don't get. Right. I mean, I understand he wasn't he under contract with the Steelers, season, but he didn't have a contract. Yeah. Right. We've we've gone over and over this. I mean, we the show goes back far enough that we were doing shows when this whole that whole situation was going yeah, on. Yeah. Right. 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 He wasn't under contract with the Steelers. No, it was all about a contract negotiation. It's much different than Antonio's situation. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So you can say, you can look at Le'Veon Bell and say, okay, he bet on himself and lost. In a way. In a way. Um, he went a year without making a buck. Right. Um, and the Jets paid him handsomely. Yeah, I mean, they gave him a bunch of money. If, if anybody failed in this whole thing, it was the Jets. Right. They gave him Good a point. bunch of money for, you know, 16 games of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I wonder how history would have been rewritten if he would have accepted the Steelers' final offer because he was still a pretty darn good player at the time. It, it makes you wonder. I mean, yeah. you know, would would things have changed? Would they, you know, when you look at that 2018 season when they had a, a pretty darn good team, right? That's what I was thinking. And would they would, would they have been better off with Le'Veon Bell that year? I think they would have. I know people I agree. people were trying to argue that James Conner was better than Le'Veon Bell. That's not true. They weren't even close. Not even no. I mean, I think he averaged more yards per rush or something. I mean, there's a couple numbers that were in Conner's favor. They weren't. I mean, the problem was is that James Conner couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't you know? I mean, everyone would rather play against Conner than Bell yeah. in 2018. I mean, you wonder would the Steelers been in more cap situation? Would they have cut him after eighteen? Well, that you know would I mean? that, like, that would have been the you know would, they, would that you could make that argument? Okay, if the Steelers still had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown doesn't doesn't you know have his blow up, 
what's their cap situation now? Because it'd be much different. It would be much different. So yeah. it, you know, you, you can rewrite history a thousand different ways, but uh, to me, um, it's all finished now. I mean, no, just, they were great Steelers. Right. I, I think that part gets overlooked. That they were very useful in winning a lot of games here. And people hate me when I say it, but I think that's the best running back and wide receiver in Steeler history. You could make the argument. I mean, they didn't win championships, and that's, of course, know, what everything in Pittsburgh is measured by winning championships. I get I know, it. But, Billy, I did not want to play against Lev Bell in 2016, but 2017. But you, you, you put those guys on the – you know, to me, the Steelers didn't fail because of those guys. Not on the field. That's to me, sure. the failures were on the defense. I mean, if you look at some of the yeah. the secondaries that were they ran out there when those guys were on, were on the you know yeah there, you there know, was Cody Sensabaugh starting games for you and guys of that nature yeah you know? there's a lot of those that are you know didn't last in the league didn't have successful careers that are you know there's a reason they've used all these early picks on defense you know, you think about I think there is a misnomer of those seasons like. Boy, that wasn't the Steeler defense always great. You know, like no, no, yeah, there was, was a not. bad stretch. They there. were rebuilt that defense. You know, from from 2011, 2012 on mm-hmm. was you know they were rebuilding it. They were rebuilding it. You know, all those guys who were there for the Super Bowl runs in 2005, 2008, and 2010. They were they were leaving. They, they were, were old leaving. and gone. Right. It's kind of like when the Super Steelers start retiring. Yeah. it's like yeah, you don't keep up the same level it, or. It, End of career, Lambert's not the same. Or, you know right. what I mean? Right. Just because their names were there, too. No, you're right. I mean, it's not an accident they use a first-round pick that many years in a row on that side of the ball. And, yeah. No, I mean, Bell and Brown carried this team for a long time. Yeah. I mean, they were good because of those guys, not mm-hmm. in spite of. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I so. thought they were the best player at their position for a couple years in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it didn't add up to Super Bowls. You know, they did win some playoff games with them. Mm-hmm. I know people like to say that, well, Mike Tomlin, has, he's only won three playoff games since 2011. True. You could look at it this way, too. He's won three playoff games since 2005 or 2015. Does that make you feel better about it? Because <laughs> you pick, your, pick your time frame. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, that's a good point. Like, depends how you want to write that sentence. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing or just if you want to make them look bad or if you want to make them look good. You right. Know? Yeah. You can't just look at it from as, as it is, you know, at what it is. There always has to be some kind of narrative there. And back to Brown and Bell real quick, you know, to kind of talk Super Bowl. Bell might be shot and yeah. certainly never fit in with KC. Brown isn't. No, he's not. I mean, people, he the people trying to discount what Brown has done this year. He's played eight games. He had 45 catches for 450-some yards, four, like 460 yards. Extrapolate that over 16 games. That's a 90-catch season. And for, that was had some injuries since then. And if you recall, his last game as a Steeler was against the Saints. I think he played one game between then and now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with the Patriots. So he hasn't played football for a long time and still comes in and lights it up to some degree. And I, I remember writing for that, that game against the Saints. Was he was the best player in the NFL that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was 11 catches for 180 or 12 catches for 185 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. Superstar. Against... Lattimore. Uh, against Marshawn Lattimore yeah. with help. With help. And, <laughs> and no they couldn't, couldn't him. stop him. No, no, couldn't no stop him. And he was at the height of his powers. And he's not there still, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, he's but 32, but he's still pretty good. It sounds like the Bucks want to bring him back. I mean, maybe he is a changed man. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me all that much. I hope he is for his case. But he can still play the game. I mean, yeah. he's going to be an influence on Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, we'll see uh, if he's able to get out there. Mm-hmm. I believe he was limited again today yeah. dealing with some kind of knee issue. But uh, – 
Yeah, um, I'll be interested to watch uh, this Super Bowl. That's that's part of it, uh, you know, for for Pittsburgh. Um, Arians connection as well. And yeah. A couple former Steelers involved. There's some, yeah, I mean, Ross Cockrell's playing for Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, You got uh, um, the defensive tackle. Uh, Byron Leftwich is there too. Um, McClendon. Yeah, Steve McClendon. Yeah. Larry, Larry Foote's on the staff as well. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah, lots of uh, lots of tie-ins there to this year's Super Bowl. But, and a bit uh, guy, Shady McCoy might win back-to-back Super Bowls and be an active for both. And be an active for both, yes. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're gonna, uh, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, again, you can listen to us uh, if you uh, yeah download it as a podcast. Download the podcast. You know, follow the network. Um, yeah, know, there's a lot going on. Lot going Even on in downtime. Yep. Uh, but he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We also want to thank uh, Jacob here on site for keeping us on the air, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>